Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hextech Heroes. My name is Laughing Mage, and joining me today is only one of your most favorite podcaster minions. Hey, everybody, it's Susan. Yep, this week it is just Susan and I. Micro is yep. out at his Warhammer tournament at this very moment. He is three and two in the tournament, which is already Killing better it. than the record that he said he wanted to have because I, I'm pretty sure he said he only wanted to get at least two wins. So he's already ahead of that, which is great. Yep. He said 2 0 goal accomplished. 2 0, baby. 2 0. Hell yeah. Uh, so we're happy for him, rooting for him uh, all the way uh, here at home, Ooh, hoping that he's doing take well. The rest of the, take the rest of the championship. Yeah, dude, just just win everything for us, you know, and then shout us out at the end, you know, that, that that's what yeah. you got to do. <laughs> uh, but on a serious note, welcome back to the show, guys. A lot has happened in the last week in League of Legends news, tons and tons and tons of stuff, news upon news upon news, changes to teams and uh changes to the game itself so we're gonna get into all of that in just a little bit but before we do let's get into our very first topic our very first subject our very oh what's it thing the thing that we do it's oh shoot uh what are they what do we call it <laughs> segments that's what Segment? i'm looking for yeah yeah no see i ugh. I'm not here right now, but let's talk in <laughs> so our, our first segment of uh of the podcast our catch-up xp segment susan do you want to yeah. go first uh yeah, I will. Uh I haven't been up to very much. We played the load league recently. That was fun. Oh yeah. Uh I I honestly feel like the the current meta I haven't played too much of 13.4, but like it it feels pretty stable other than the fact that like w losing early is is very hard or is very like crushing. True. It just feels so bad. Very true. And in a lot of I've seen a lot of pro players talk about like the jungle um state right now and how it's just do your three camps and sit at Scuttle Crab. And I'm glad that they made the recent changes to uh jungle. I don't know why I couldn't think of what I was trying <laughs> to say. But they made the recent changes to jungle, so hopefully you don't get or I think not jungle, I mean kill XP. That's what it was. To disincentivize, it's a little bit of both. But true, true, true. But hopefully to disincentivize that kind of play style and um, maybe get people back in the think tank and figure something else out. Um, but other than league, I've been like addicted to Fallout New Vegas. I think is the Classic. best Fallout game out of all of them. I don't think also... anyone will argue with you on that point. Yeah, four four did not. It had that cookie cutter feeling to it. It didn't feel genuine. In conclusion, Fallout's the greatest game ever, and uh, or New Vegas at least. Bold. Fallout New Very Vegas bold. is the greatest game ever, and it's addicting as hell. Greatest game of all time. I mean, yeah, definitely, especially of its time. I'd say, oh god, oh. <laughs> When did this game come out? Old. Oh fucking time. 2010. I'd say it's really good game. Despite Bethesda being big poopy heads, uh, I think Obsidian, who is the producer, not the producer, the developers for the game, did a really good job on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. actually, I'd actually say that League of Legends is the greatest game of all time. Because <laughs> I am a shell. I can't agree. I am a yeah. shell. 
and a sellout for Riot Games. I would Games, like to agree. Who should for sure sponsor this podcast. <laughs> when that happens, then I'll say that. True. Okay. <laughs> I will say it. I'll say it to my grid. Put it on my fucking yeah. tombstone, bro. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's my ketchup XP. All right. Uh, well, for my ketchup XP, I was sick. Very, very sick at the beginning of this week. Ooh, I could no. not move. I was laying in the fetal position, sleeping for 15 hours. It was really, really bad. I missed a lot of work, and now I have almost no sick time left, which is great. Oh, fuck. Um, I hate that. Yeah, it blows. Year. It blows. I was in a lot of pain. I went to the doctor. They said, okay, you can either go to the hospital or try to wait it out. And I was like, fuck it. I'm waiting it out. And I waited <laughs> it out, and now I'm not perfect, but I'm better. So there's that. Yeah. Um, other than that, because I was so sick, I didn't get to. I wasn't able to really play games. I think I played one game when I was sick, and I did fucking terribly. My head was not in the game, and I. I think I just fed my ass off. I literally like Aww. ganked at, <laughs> like mid lane, and I instantly died. And I didn't even react. I was like, "Oh shit! I just, I just died like that, huh?" <laughs> like, I just I, threw this whole game. Yeah, I literally no. died level like two, and I was like, "Oh shit! We just lost, didn't we?" <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I was my head was not in the game. I was not able to play League of Legends. Like uh, the only way I was playing that game is if I locked in Yumi and fell asleep in my chair. Uh, um, yeah, true. But other than that, uh, since I've been better, I've played more League. But my internet has been dookie these last couple of days, and I have not gone through an entire League of Legends game without DCing at least once. Um. And then in, I also downloaded Valorant again. So I've been playing a little bit of Valorant, but same issue there where my, my internet just disconnects me occasionally. I haven't played Valorant in a couple of months, but I recently came back and I am not nearly as good as I used to be, but that's fine. I, I don't really care. Valorant is supposed to be my for fun game. I don't want to take it seriously. Yeah. And you also, you're just getting back into it. So yeah, yeah, true. Um, but that's it for my catch-up XP. Watched a lot of league games, caught up on a lot of uh, of the, like the major regions, and I I want to start watching some of the minor regions as well. So I I followed like a fan cast for uh the Vietnam League, the Vietnamese League. So I'll be mm -hmm. probably watching some of that in my free time. But other than that, nice. that's that's all I've been doing this this last week or so. With that being said, that is the end of our catch-up XP, so let's get into our next segment. See, I remember the word that time. Uh, let's okay. go into team chat, where we get to talk about all the fun stuff that's been happening in League of Legends. And let's start on the patch notes. So we are on patch 13.4 right now, and there are a lot of changes. And because of that, we're not going to actually uh, go over every single one of them, because I think <laughs> that's a bit much, and that would honestly take up, like, two hours worth of time, and it's not really worth it to talk about everything like that. So let's, we're just going to talk on a couple of specific points, specifically uh, the support item changes, the jungle changes, and then any other highlights that we really want to talk about. But let's go ahead and jump into the support items first and foremost and i'm actually going to toss this over to susan because they're the one that actually plays in the bot lane and i have not been playing in the bot lane in a little <laughs> while so i'll let you take it from here yes sir so a lot of the items are getting buffed in general and to read off some of the buffs the base health regen for relic shield is 
going up 25%. Targon's uh, base health regen is going up 25%. Uh, Spectral Sickle, the charge generation time is going up 2 seconds. So this one's a nerf. Uh, 2 second nerf. Uh, same with the Harrowing Crescent. When you upgrade it, I'm pretty sure is the upgrade. Yep. Yeah. Um, Spell Thieves is <laughs> getting a nerf. <laughs> so... Uh, Fuck you, sub Enchanter support. <laughs> um, the bo bonus mana regen on it is going down 20%, and the charge generation time is going up 2 seconds, just like the AD variant of it. Um, same with Frostfang, the bonus mana regen is down 20 25%, and the charge generation time is down 2 seconds. Then when you fully upgrade it, the Shard of True Ice, the bonus mana regen is down a flat 15%. Uh, so next is the Shoulder Steel Guards. Their base health regen is up 25%, and the Rune Steel Spalders uh, are up 25% as well for the base health regen. Um, so pretty much just following up with the tank support buffs, honestly. Now this is a change that I remember when we were talking. Well, when when uh I came back from that week, I also wasn't feeling very well, and you guys had touched on the changes to support. We we asked a question of whether or not any of these changes would actually do anything. Yeah. So I remember my response was something along the lines: "Is probably not in probably not not until the changes to the items come through." So these are those changes, and I'm happy to see these changes because I'm really sick and tired of everybody locking in some dumb shit in the bot lane thinking that they're Caria when in reality <laughs> they they're a, a, a silver gold like cringer. And yeah, we have to What were you saying? No, 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 go on. Okay, I'll say we have to patch out the the Caria meta. Yes. We got to we got to make it impossible for this guy to find something new. <laughs> No, he will find something in it. There's no question about it. There's no question about Caria being able to find something oh new. And gosh. beyond that, I don't even know if these nerfs are going to touch him because he's just that good of a player. But it's going to be good for solo queue because you're not going to have these randos thinking that they can pick Caitlyn's support and then just feed their ass off. Right? Like that, that's the best part about this. And, and having this change, making it so that range supports are no longer as prevalent in the game also just makes the game more interesting and more fun because Enchanter meta is so fucking boring. And I, I think there are obviously people who enjoy Enchanter meta more because it's like, that's their champion pool. That's where their main is, et cetera, et cetera. But I think a lot of people agree that when they're watching League of Legends and playing League of Legends, it is a lot more fun and a lot more interesting when like Thresh, Nautilus, Rakan, Leona, these champions are the strong ones and Lulu and yumi and Jana can all kind of sit on the sidelines and and get picked like as a counter instead of like blind pick enchanters blind pick 80 carries in the support role and then just yeah we're just hope so to safe the, hope to Doesn't god that matter. everything is fine yeah yeah no i just had a point it's 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 interesting that you can just like you like you said just blind pick enchanters and like it it changes the complete dynamic of the game when you have the enchanter support because in in theory if you play like Alistar or Pike or Nautilus or Leona you you have another engaged champion so it's like you can make a more carry centric team comp now because you have that role being filled 
So like maybe you don't have to play Orn in top lane now, or you don't have to play a a, a CC mid laner or a Sejuani jungle because you have the support filling that role. So it, it really is just trying to move the the um meta as a as a whole, I guess, rather than just trying to get you to stop playing those champions. I think that's a fair point, but I will say that those kinds of champions that you see in the jungle and in the mid lane or whatever, those champions are still going to stay strong regardless of what the composition looks like, with or without an enchanter in that role. Because it's like, it, the reason why those specific champions are strong is because of their ability to either affect the map or scale really well in the case of like mid laners where they're picking like a Zir and Victor every single game. Or they have the ability to abuse something that's also broken somewhere else in League of Legends, which is why you see, like, the Vi, the Wukong, and the, the Sejuani, because these are champions that can build Black Cleaver, or they're building Radiant Virtue, or they're building both, and they can just yeah. have the strongest items in the game in their pocket, regardless of what else is on their team. Yeah, it's all, it's a, well, it is a different case compared to champions that could just do this, do everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think specifically for the jungle meta, it feels like there are three champions that get played really, like, that are, like, really high priority. And it's, like, Elise, Sejuani, and Vi. Yeah. And then when you take those three champions out of the, like, the question, it's like, what are you really left with? It's like, okay, you can pick the nerfed Maokai. You can pick Wukong. There is, like, room for, like, Poppy and Trundle occasionally. But the reason why you don't see those champions as frequently is because they can't abuse the most broken items in the game. Yeah. And then also those other champions are being picked, so. Yeah. <laughs> Grim. I, I literally just watched a game. I, I was just watching the, um... The uh, uh, the Koi Mad Lion series, and in one of the games, it was like, I would say a damn near perfect Poppy angle. Like it looked so good for Poppy. It like it was a Poppy wet dream, and they locked in mm -hmm. Wukong, just because it's a stronger champion that abuses the items that are strong. And I'm just like, guys, please, please. Like I know Poppy isn't exciting, but it's different than what we've been seeing every single game in every single region. For the love of God, pick something else. That's all I have to say about the support changes. Do you have anything else to say, or do you want to move on? Uh, No, hopefully this just strengthens the engaged supports. Yeah. <laughs> or rune steel, <laughs> steel guard users. I agree. I, I would like to see more melee supports. The game's more fun that way. Yeah. All right, well, with that being said, that's going to be all of that for the support items. So let's go on to the jungle changes. There have been a, a, a few, <laughs> a couple jungle changes going on here. Yeah. And it, it's all sort of trying to hit at some issues where, like, clear speed on certain champions is kind of, a, like, a bit too one-sided and kill experience is a bit too one-sided. And early game, like, as we stated a little bit earlier in the episode, it's like early game ganking, jungling is, like, really skewed to you wanting to get those early ganks in and wanting to just be in lanes and fighting people. So these, these adjustments are trying to fix a little bit of that and also fix some of like the clear speed issues that some uh, some of the more meta champions versus non-meta champions are, are having. So let's go ahead and take a look here. For the jungle uh, adjustments, one of the changes is there has been a change to Rift Herald. So uh, with the Rift Herald change, they are changing the leash range from 1100 range to 1200 range. 
sure i don't i mean i guess this is fine it I, it mostly has to do with like patience and resetting the 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 monster as you're uh you know playing the game yeah. And that guy's gonna come out pretty far now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I already felt like the Rift Hail kind of came up uh, uh, through the river and to, through the woods and yeah. whatever. So I feel like he'd come to like the 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 river bush that's yeah. like sitting in the middle. Bro, Shelly will walk into like like the the blue side <laughs> jungle and just say hello. So. <laughs> like, yeah, he probably would. Um. And then, like, also, it says that the Rift Herald will no longer have a soft reset state and will hard reset when its patience runs out, uh, immediately running back to its uh, original position, which means that those sort of elongated fights around the objective uh, in pro matches, at least, or in, in, in your games, will make it so that if it resets and that's it, it's going to reset and you're either, you, you can't just pick up, pick off where, like, the other team left off, right? You can't pick up where they left off. Uh, the next change is to the Gromp. Uh, it looks like the Gromp has been having some issues in the fact that, like, it's a very valuable camp and it gives you a good amount of gold and XP, but it's also very, very tanky. And so counter-jungling and taking this this particular camp is a bit too difficult. And it also makes champions that want to full clear a little bit. Uh, a, 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 it gives them a little bit of a hard time. So they changed the base health from Gromp of 2200 to... Uh, 2050 health now instead which is i mean i'm happy to see any changes to gromp i love gromp gromp is, gromp is my boy you know i love that camp and i love doing i love doing like three dog. camp three camp ganks with gromp i i always felt that was really really strong and depending on what side of the jungle you're starting on doing the gromp clear is usually pretty fast already in my opinion like it's not bad so this change is actually not bad at all it's gonna definitely help uh, a lot of different champions do a little bit more yeah, especially like the the champions that don't have like bonus monster damage in their kit. Yeah, but also it's like there there that brings up the argument of like oh yeah, any champion can jungle and there are certain less meta champions that are jungling now that you weren't seeing earlier like Silas and stuff who is a very strong and powerful jungle champion at the moment because of the changes that have happened. And this is just going to mm. make him stronger. Whereas if you're picking some shit like Timo, it's not really going to make that much of a difference for him. This really is, is like a, a change for counter jungling. And then those champions that want to full clear really hard. Uh, the next change that they made to the jungle is the a change to sustain. So the early sustain in the jungle could use a helping hand. So we're bringing it up a bit, uh, just a tad. And then you also have to remember that this number is multiplied up to 2.25 based on the missing health, uh, wh uh, which will happen as many times as you clear the jungle. So the base heal from monster kills is going up from 25 to 30, which is, again, a, a good way to help those full clearing early game champions who don't have a great first clear uh, kind of make it through a little bit healthier, a little bit easier. The next major change is to clear speed. So it says the AP junglers have a very generous ratio on their companions' damage. And now that the meta is dominated by these champions, it seems that the ratio is a bit too generous. So basically those AP champions that you were seeing with like the demonic brace, uh, the demonic embrace rushes on the Maokai, the Amumus, the, the, um, who else, who else was abusing that? Zach, those kinds of champions, Ew. Uh, not yeah. going to be as, it, it's going to hopefully cut down on that level of, of power. 
and also just like Elise as well is going to be is hopefully less of a nuisance now as well. Uh, so basically what's going on is the jungle companion damage is being changed from 16 and then it's plus 10% bonus AD or plus 15% AP and then plus 10% uh, bonus armor, 10% bonus magic resist, plus 3% bonus. Basically the entire thing My is God, being changed yeah. so that the jungle companion damage is going to be less for the AP ratio. So the AP ratio is being changed from the plus 15% AP ratio to a plus 12% AP ratio without having to say all of those numbers and all of those words <laughs> and get jumbled up in it. So that's that's yeah. that's the change that's happening and that's the important bit is that the AP ratio is getting lowered. Uh and then the next thing that they changed in the jungle and it's not even the last one is about kill experience. So in the early game it's very, very snowbally right now in the game where you like, as we said earlier, it's like three camps, go into the river, wait, see if you can gank a lane, go into bot lane. Like right now, one of my favorite clears is like one camp, bot. Second camp, third camp, get level three, back to bot. Clear Bruh. my top side, go back to bot. So disgusting. It's, it's, it's really, really annoying, but it's the way that you have <laughs> to play the game right now. Like yeah. it's just how it feels. And, and you see this demonstrated in a lot of professional games where you just constantly see the enemy jungler sitting in the bot lane bushes and waiting and just chilling out down there so basically what this is doing is that a lot of the kill experience is just getting lowered at every single level uh not, is it every level uh from level three and onwards it looks like it's getting that change uh, I'm, I won't get into all the specific numbers, but it is going to get changed. It's a little bit lower now. So at, as you get those kills earlier, you're not going to be as far ahead as it feels uh, during a different uh, during during this last patch's sta uh, state. And the final thing that they changed is going to be comeback kill experience. So especially in the jungle, kills quickly allow players to swing back into the game, uh, even against an opponent who is substantially ahead of them. Uh, comeback mechanics in League are uh, built to give a fighting chance to the opponent, but the comeback system on kills brought you up to that level. Uh, this shouldn't be a major shift to leveling in League, but it should mean level leads are a little bit stickier. So the catch-up kill experience gained a 16% 16, uh, 16% per level difference between you and the champion killed is now getting changed to 20% per level difference beyond the first between you and the champion killed. It's not. I mean, it's not a bad change. I don't really have much to say about that. I I do think that kill experience yeah. is like comeback kill experience is very important, and like the comeback. I I think that the comeback mechanics in league are a little bit cringe. I'm not gonna lie because I feel like I... <laughs> if you're getting this major lead, it's one thing to like. Okay, so you're losing a tower when you're a bunch of gold down that's fine like you can get you can get extra gold for that you're getting an objective a neutral objective that's fine but specifically bounty gold on champions and stuff like that i feel like is really cringe because like you can have two lanes and i literally saw an example of this the other day where it's like two lanes same exact kda but the difference was a two cs lead and there is a 150 gold bounty on that person yeah why I, is there a I, 150 gold bounty on that person, man? Because they have two CS. <laughs> like, I I agree. I think it's just not optimized, and they haven't looked back at it since, except for maybe change some numbers around. Because, like... 
I, I feel like there is work to be done and there might be different ways to have catch up um like mechanics in league in general mm-hmm. to implement. But yeah, like you said, the way that people are getting um bounties for having two more minions than someone else is like it needs to be looked at for sure. Yeah, I, I think this this is a good change too. I think a comeback mechanic is important in league, especially for those that um have difficulty early game. If you happen to die yeah. <laughs> a lot in in the early parts of the game. Well, like if you're um, dying that much in the early part of the game, like maybe you deserve to, to be that far behind. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but um, maybe it 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 could also be um a a way to dampen like getting ganked so many times early uh like maybe you're getting 3v2 the whole lane but then you actually get like a solid 2v2 in and it's and it could turn out pretty beneficial for you and you and you get the xp bonus for that play safe i don't know man play safe (laughs) Come on, it's not that tough, guys. Just, just play safe, play safe. You're Come right, on. you're right. It's not hard to play too safe. I'm, I'm the jungle. I'm that Amumu in that one meme that's like singing uh, Maroon 5 as as I'm just jungling, going through and doing my camp. Like, I'm <laughs> at a payphone trying to call home. As like my bot lane is getting five manned and I'm on my gromp and they're just they're fighting for their fucking lives trying to outplay them. Me, doing gromp is more Trying your than best that. to clear. Like, guys, just play safe. Like, you're under your turret. You're fine. You don't, you, you don't need help. You don't need help. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, but that's all that's going on in the jungle changes uh, right now. And, and that's all I really have to say about this particular patch. you have any, any other highlights that you want to bring up before we move on to the yeah. next topic in team chat? Not really. Uh, what do you think of the skins? The, uh, oh, the skins in patch 13.4 or the new ones that are coming yeah. out? Yeah, the astronaut. The astronaut ones? And I Bro, guess I don't we can talk f- about the next one. Bro, I don't give a fuck about the astronaut skins, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, why the fuck are we getting more of these skins? I think they're cute. I think the Xerath one is really good. Because, like, I, I feel like it fits his character. Xerath has like a skin a... that isn't just a chroma. <laughs> yeah, that too. What Xerath skin isn't just a chroma? But... I know, I know, um, what's his name? Micro was probably all, like, over all, the moon oh, bro, all over that sin shit, bro. For sure, <laughs> for sure. Singed. Yeah. Because it's not exactly Space Groove, but it, I feel like it's of the same essence. It looks pretty similar, like, stylistically, too. Yeah. And it's honestly a pretty cool looking skin. I don't hate it. I, I think they're, they're, they look, they look cool, but do I care for them? Not really. Yeah, I mean, my... <laughs> Maybe I'm a skin snob, man, but, like, I, I just... There are the certain... Like, I don't know. I, I think I just have very specific aesthetics that I enjoy. Like, I think the high Me noon too, yeah. aesthetic is really, really cool. I think that's done really, really well. And everything feels like it's in the Wild West. I really enjoy Project. I really like that whole cyberpunk feeling that, that Project gives you. Uh, I, I also really like, like Battle Academia and, and, and some of these, like... Like I like high fantasy and sci-fi, and then astronaut just feels like it wants to be sci-fi, but it doesn't want to try that hard. Yeah, it's it's being very cartoony. I think like it's it's in good spirit that they're trying to keep the the skin line going because like you know you have the OGs like astronaut Timo and uh, astronaut Nautilus, 
mm-hmm. but like I don't know. It's just I like you said that you like certain styles. I don't like this style of I I don't know what to call them like funny skins, but an example is I'd say like the the Pugmaw like series yeah, whenever the April, that came the, out. Yeah, the, the April Fools ones. Yeah, I think that was a really good uh funny skin release. But like, I don't know, these these just kind of they feel out of place to me personally. They're just goofy. It just feels weird. Yeah, they're just goofy. But it's like I think we we could have could have did something else. <laughs> you know, it's like we could have got like a bunch of different high noon skins for X amount of champions that would look really good in it. You know, but this is what we got. Just yeah. I. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about the astronaut skins. They are, in fact, skins that are on the game now, and I will never yeah. buy one ever. <laughs> uh, but as we're on the topic of skins, that gives us a great segue into our next team chat topic, which is the uh the new skin line that it has got uh, announced, yeah. which is the Broken Covenant skin line and <laughs> now these are cool <laughs> yeah i agree i like I, these I a lot <laughs> really like this skin line like these this style of more realistic fantasy is is what i'm down for realistic fantasy it, it, i realize i just said that but yeah <laughs> if you know what if you know you know that's all i'm gonna say if yeah you know, yeah if you know it, what I'm trying it to gives say. like a dark souls kind of feel uh, to to like the aesthetic in, in a way like maybe not Dark Souls. I'm not sure how I would describe. It feels maybe Final Fantasy is a better way to say it. I agree with that. Yeah, Final Fantasy, think, just fantasy in general. Yeah, I think I think it feels more Final Fantasy for the majority of the skins, and then Cho'Gath feels like fucking Dark Souls. At least the yeah. splash art does. <laughs> like if that feels like a fucking Dark Souls Literally, boss yeah. that you need to fucking fight for your life against. It looks like a, a Elden Ring boss. Yeah, true. Uh, but a bunch of champions are getting these skins. Uh, so it's going to be a prestige skin for Misfortune as well as the normal yeah. one. And then, oh brother, yeah, Misfortune getting another skin, guys. Who, who prestige one nonetheless? Like, a did we not just get one? Oh my god! <sighs> Never mind. <sighs> Yucky. Yucky. <laughs> I think she's a nun in the skin too. Like I think in the lore for this for this particular skin set, she's a nun. Hello? Did I disconnect again? I think I disconnected again. That's crazy. That's cool. <laughs> I saw the the prestige in game for MF. Hello? Hello? Bro, did you hear anything I just said? No. Okay, I think... I, I definitely disconnected again for a second. Okay. <laughs> and everything that you said happened all at once. Gotcha. Um, The last thing I said was that Misfortune is technically a nun in this lore, and you said, that's cool, but uh, and everything else you said, but it all happened at once. Okay. See so, ya. Yeah. The MF the the prestige skin really reminds me of um what is it the the sister sororitas and in forty k uh they're like a bunch of of battle nuns and sisters and holy religion bullshit and they hmm. kill shit it's cool 
But, uh, I, I saw, like, the, the end game of the Prestige skin, and I, I can't say that I like it over the base version of the skin. Yeah, I mean, I it's weird because the interesting thing about the Prestige conundrum is what I'm going to call it, is that Prestige skins used to just be a gold-foiled version of the normal skin, which gives literally the same exact everything but in gold, and it essentially... Yes functions as a chroma but the new way that they have been doing these prestige skins is they are just an entirely different skin yeah they've kind of been they swapped the color palette from gold to like purple well not swap the color palette but they they added colors to the palette it's, it's a royal color palette yeah, they they just do different colors, but in a specific palette. So like they do like white, um, like royal purples and blues, gold. Uh, but yeah, they do just either they stick to making a chroma or just straight up new different skin. Yeah, and it's just like either you like the base one or you like the prestige one. Yeah. It's like, I would like to get to Prestige, but I don't. I literally do not like this skin. It's like, it looks really pretty, and they put a, like, a, like, a lot of good effects on it. But I can't say that I want it over the, the normal one. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to distinguish it as, as worth the time and the effort that's going to take you to get to that Prestige skin. That, too. Because <laughs> it's buying the Battle Pass, and then it's playing, like, 100 games of League of Legends. Yep. <laughs> a majority of the time, I, I just spend money on the tokens if I want the prestige. You want to pay $200 for a prestige skin? <laughs> exactly. Pay $200 for the skin that you that you <laughs> prefer the normal version of. Yeah. <laughs> but Misfortune is not the only person getting these skins. It is also Zaya and Rakan. It is Vladimir, Cho'Gath, and it is Nocturne. Now, my initial... I, I think that this is a good spread of champs. I think this, this champion uh, grouping is really, really cool. I have two questions, though. Number one, why is Misfortune the one getting the Prestige skin when she yeah, already that, has Prestige skins? And I I know that. I know the answer. It's because she makes more money. But yep. don't you think that Vladimir, Cho'Gath, and Nocturne, three champions that have not had a skin in a little while, could certainly use a Prestige skin. And if you want to make the argument of, oh, you want more money, then why not just do the Prestige skin for Zaya and Rakan, who are two of your most popular champions, bing, and bing, gives bing. you the option of creating two brand new skins as well, and making it people to be inclined to get both of them. Four skins. Imagine how much money you'd have to spend on that. Come on now. I, I, I just am questioning why Misfortune is the person to get the Prestige skin out of all these different champions. I agree. Maybe they couldn't find, like, a poster for the skin line because she's, like, the, the main secondary main character protagonist of the skin line. Because, like, I, I'm pretty sure Riven is part of the main... Uh, yeah, I guess. ...main characterness. But if, like, they couldn't find a different poster person... <laughs> just slap MF in there like fuck it. Mm, I don't know. I don't like it, man. I don't like that Misfortune got it. I would have rather. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't either. Any of the other champs. I agree. It, I, any of the other champs, or they could have picked a different champion to get the skin. Yeah, like who, why does Misfortune need one of these? Didn't she just get 
a, a new skin. When was the last? I think time the last one she skin? got was Battle Bunny. Yeah, that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know why she's the one getting two brand new skins essentially. True. Um, like she was due for a skin, I would agree, but I don't know if she needed a prestige. And it's just now that you like, it's the second month of the year. Yep. <laughs> How many more is she gonna get this year? <laughs> Hopefully none. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. But with this being said, Zion Rakan are two of the champions that are getting these skins, and like overall, I think this skin line is really cool. But something is going to be missing from here onward with Zaya and Rakan, which is their joint recall animation. The, the this is something that has been a part of the game since they have been a part of the game and these joint recalls yeah. were a very cool new and different mechanic to allow these two champions who are literally built to play together when they get a skin line they get specialized skins where they have a different animation and apparently riot has decided that they no longer are going to be getting these special animations for these skins yeah, that was really weird to see. Like, I honestly don't agree with the logic that they put out there, that their pick rate together just wasn't good enough. So they just decided to, yeah, no, nah, we ain't going to do it no more, like, in the future. It was just really weird. And it's like, that's like a, uh, it was a big marketing part of the Champions it is a entire gameplay mechanic as well. So, I, I don't know. It's just weird to me that they wouldn't, you know, keep that going or honor it, you know? It feels bad for any future skin line that Zion Rakan may be a part of. And yeah, that too. As somebody who... My, my most played champion is, in fact, Rakan, and I'm pretty sure my champion mastery point is, like, 360,000 mastery points or something on Rakan. He is like my most played champion by a lot. Like I have a I have a special made playmat with like my name and everything on it and the champion that I yeah. chose to symbolize who I am as a player is Rakan. And as somebody who loves this champion and these champions just as a duo, it feels really bad to not have like I get it. It's like it's an aesthetic thing and it's it's not something that is necessary to play the game with and I won't I won't contest the point that perhaps they're not always picked together, but it is always a nice thing to see. Like I love some of these special animations that they have. The the Valentine's Day animation is really cute. The uh the the world's animation that they got together was really, really cool. I love that world's animation. And I don't know. I just I'm a little disappointed. Like it, it's just a disappointing thing to hear. Yeah, it's uninteresting to think that it's like this is a big enough thing to where they're like, yeah, now we should stop doing this, or it's just like I don't know, or is it just so insignificant of a thing? I think I don't know. It's just a very iconic part of the champions, like as a whole. And I'm assuming that doing this, they're gonna start releasing skins for them separately, and like not have them always be in a pair, maybe. But what's uh, the point know. of like what's weird. the point of that though? I don't know. Like the these champions were designed to be together and it's one thing when with Invictus Gaming they just 
didn't have a Zaya and like it Zaya yeah. was not picked to be a part of the the skin line. That's that's one thing. That's fine. Like that is an that is an acceptable change. Then when they released Brave Phoenix Zaya and there was no Rakan skin, it's like okay, why are you doing this? I I guess this is an ode to the fact that they she doesn't have an IG skin maybe and perhaps that's a fine trade-off, but I don't think that you should be separating these two champions that were literally built to be played together in their skin lines. I, I think if you're going to release skins for them, it should almost it, it should always be tandem with the specific like issue of like if one gets played at worlds and the other doesn't. Yeah, and also like what about your arts, homie? <laughs> you ain't gonna have the sick like Zaya Rakan arts anymore of them doing some like lovey dovey bullshit that makes me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I it's it's not an important enough issue where I feel like it is deserving of a lot of discussion, but it's definitely a disappointing thing to hear from Riot. Yeah, and it's also kind of like out of the blue. It's just like you just decided that you woke up and thought about it one day. Like, hmm, they don't get picked together very often. I don't think I don't think we should keep making these. I I honestly think it's because they're going to start releasing the champion skins separate if they want to cuz it's like they don't even have to. They could still release the like duo skins. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know, man. I I I think I've said my piece about this though. I I don't think I have anything right. else to say. What about you? Anything else in your last thoughts? Yeah, no. Me neither. All right. Well, let's move on to the next team chat topic that we have going on, which is, oh, we're talking about pro team stuff, guys. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, have to clear my throat before I get on my talking rant. Um, so, <clears throat> first bit of news that we're going to talk about is going to regard Fnatic. So, again, quick back background. I love Fnatic. This is my favorite EU team. It has been my favorite EU team. It is now a little bit less of my favorite EU team because Hillisong is not on it anymore. However, Fnatic had a really, really bad regular season in the winter split, and because of that, they are blowing up pieces of the roster. Who are they blowing up? Well, you may look at the performance and think, wow, the bot lane could use some, could use some like fixing up. Definitely something needs to change there. Oh, the mid-jungle duo, it's not very strong. Something has to change. We've seen this for two years now. Surely something needs to change there, right? No, we're going to change the most stable part of all of Fnatic. We're going to take Wonder out of the top lane. Why the fuck are we taking Wonder out of the top lane? <laughs> I'm just so confused by this. Like, it's like this organization is allergic to making the correct fucking decision. Like, Wonder has been your best performing player consistently every single game. Sure, he's not winning you games 1v9, but he is never the reason. He is never, ever the reason why you are losing. Like, this guy yeah. is super fucking stable. He is a proven champion, and he's really fucking good at the game. And you can look at the entirety of Fnatic and, and find actual legitimate issues that are losing you games. And you are going to remove the one part of the team that is doing his damnedest to win. I am, I am so gap. fucking confused at this change. Like, I am, I am, be, I am besides myself at this change. 
So quick, I will go over the change, like all the changes that are happening, and then I'm gonna give my opinion as to what I think they should do instead. So basically, Wonder is gonna be out of the top lane. It looks like they're gonna move up the uh, the challengers. Uh, fanatic player Oscarin, and he's gonna come in as the new top laner. Which is, are you really gonna say that this academy kid's gonna be better than a literal champion that has been proven time and time and again? I don't think you can say that. Next, Rux is getting moved out. First of all, sucks for Rux. He had to come in at the worst po po worst possible time for him because the meta is terrible. Because he is very much an engage focused player, and he got dropped into an uh, an enchanter meta, and he just cannot play these champions for the life of him. That is not his fault, but he also just performed really, really poorly and had basically no impact on the game whatsoever when he was playing, and. It sucks that he has to get moved out of the LEC right now. Maybe he'll find his way on a different team, but he is going to be gone. I honestly don't really care, though, because I do think the bot lane is one of the points that you have to change for this team. But they're bringing up Advian as well, and I it, this feels like a side grade at best. It feels like you're changing an engage-focused support player for an engage-focused support player with less experience. And it just doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do. But we are moving more towards an engage-focused meta. So perhaps this will look better. But it's literally because Rux never got a chance to play the champions that he's good at. Copium. And the last but, uh, thing that they're changing is they are kicking the, co the head coach Crusher out. And I think that's fine because that man's a fucking NPC. <laughs> Did they give background to the changes and, like, why they wanted to make them? Uh, not None that I've seen. Okay. Uh... But, like, that, those are the changes that are being made. Now, if you ask me, these are the changes that they should make. Number one, Wonder needs to fucking stay. This guy is good. Like, you're actually, like, you're, you're off your fucking rocker if you think that Wonder is a problem on this team. Because, like, he's literally, he's just literally not. He, you can just watch the games, you can tell that he is not the fucking issue. Number two, I think Razork is a really good jungler. I think Humanoid is a really good mid laner. I don't think they're very good together. Their mid-jungle duo is, like, really, really weak. It has been weak for two years. Something needs to change in this duo. Me, personally, I would drop Humanoid, and I would keep Razork, and I would pick up, like, Abadage, who's just sitting on XL's bench right now. I think you'd pick up Abadage, let him play for your mid lane. Uh, there are plenty of other mid laners in Academy that you can take a chance on as well. Bring up somebody who needs a little, like, maybe needs a little bit more time to cook and, and drop him in the fire and see what, and see what you might get. Right? I think there are options that way. When it comes to the bot lane, I do believe that you should remove Rux from the team. Because I think if you remove Reckless from the team, you are dooming your organization to get just the <laughs> most vile, disgusting fan hate in the entire fucking world. Like, you're gonna... Like, like T1 had trucks parked out of their organization last year. You're gonna get fanatic trucks parked in front of your, 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 uh, your org this year if you kick Reckless off of your team. So no, obviously the real. part that needs to get changed <laughs> is Rux. So you move Rux off of off of the team. However, I think you take Reckless and you put him in the fucking support position and you bring you bring back Upset because Upset was the reason why you guys were winning fucking games last year and he is a really really good fucking ADC. I think he's a better ADC than Reckless is right now and for sure is going to be the strong side of your map that you can play towards as a jungle mid duo. And this is for, like, 100% what you guys should do. Because Reckless is not going to be your high... Like, Reckless is very much like, pick me anything on, on five. Pick me anything on, on number one, and I'll weak side, and I just won't take resources, and, and I'll scale up, and I'll team fight for you. Which is fine. That's not a bad way to play the video game. But it is a bot-centric meta. And you have a non-aggressive AD carry player. 
and you have a non-aggressive top lane player, and you have a mid laner that you cannot play towards. So you move yeah. one of these pieces around, and I think that piece should be Reckless. You put Reckless on support, let him play the support role, which he has already stated and said that he really, really enjoys playing, and then you bring back Upset, a hard carry AD carry player who can for sure give you wins if you are just f like filtering resources through him. No, that makes sense. Also, bring back, uh, bring back Yamato. I like Yamato. Yamato's a fuck, like, he's the <laughs> fucking goat. I don't care what you fucking say. You can flame this guy. You can talk about his drafts. You can talk about how Fnatic didn't do so well last year. I don't think that's his fucking fault. I think there's a different part of management that needs to be fucking, like, touched on that. And I believe that, actually, Yamato talked about it on stream the other day. He was like, yes, I talked to Fnatic, and I gave them a list of stipulations that if they want me to return, this is what they have to meet with. Which, like, go off, King. You fucking deserve it. You're a fucking, like, yeah. top-tier fucking, like, coach, man. Like, you fucking deserve everything in the world. Like, if you if, if that fucking fanatic organization wants you back, they're gonna have to beg and plead on their fucking knees to get you. That that's my that's my reaction to the fanatic changes yeah. that are happening. I'm pretty passionate about this because I love this org and I want them to succeed, man. You know, those changes are unexpected. Uh, but that's not the only thing going on in the LEC right now. Another thing that's happened, and this actually just happened today because we are recording on Saturday, is uh, the Mad Lions and Koi series happened. And spoilers, if you haven't watched it yet or are living under a rock, Mad Lions fucking won. They they broke the fucking curse. They won on red side two times in a row, and they fucking they won three to one against uh, against Koi, which is really, really good. Mad Lions looks really, really strong. And like Hillisong looks like, the best player on, maybe not the best player on the team, but he's looked, he looks really, really fucking good. Like, Hilly is on some shit right now. The man is locking in Rel and then just getting the most glorious engages, like, possible. Like, there is a conversation to be had where Hillisong is in conversation for top 10 supports in the world right now. Nice. Uh, well, with that being said, that means that we are looking at the finals for the winter split in the LEC, which is going to end up being Mad Lions versus G2. This is going to be happening tomorrow at the time of this recording. And all I have to say is I love this Mad Lions team, but I am legitimately concerned about their level of play against G2 because G2 looks like a different fucking monster compared to the rest of the LEC. Like, there, there is a level of coordination and play that happens specifically in the bot lane for G2 that I do not think Mad Lions is going to be able to deal with well enough. Because the answer to this, for the most part, has been, like, the, the Mad bot lane hasn't been great. Karzi is good. Hillisong is great. But, not like, they aren't terribly dominant together. It feels a lot more like Hillisong is really, really good at the game and Karzi is doing his best to keep up. And it even gets to the point where Karzi looks like he's doing a fucking tactical cosplay and just going and flashing into fights and Malphite ulting as Tristana into the middle of engages and just fucking exploding. <laughs> there is a legitimate issue for the level of their bot lanes because Hansama and Mickey X are not a bot lane that you're going to be able to just pick a Felios against and scale. They will punish every single little mistake that you're going to make in lane. So any bad engage that Hillisong has, any overextension by Karzi is going to get punished to the nth degree. And it is not something that they're going to be able to deal with super, super easily. I will say that I think that the Mad Lions mid-jungle, Elioia and Niski, is better 
than the mid jungle duo of G2, which is Yike and Caps. But I just, I, I, it has to be noted that your mid jungle duo can be as strong as you want, but if the star player on your team is your bot laner, that's where you're playing. And 2v2 right now, I cannot put my money on Karzi and Hillisong. It has to go to Hans and Mickey. So we're going to see how this how this game turns out tomorrow. I would probably put my money on G2 if I had to. And I would say G2-3-1 with Mad Lions pulling off a win somewhere in the middle with Niski's Gragas tech, maybe, if they don't ban it every single game. But we'll see. I, it's going to be a very interesting finals for sure. And I'm looking forward to watching it tomorrow. All right. Hopefully you get your dreams. Huh? True. Hopefully your dreams come true. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see what happens. I would like Mad Lions to win, but that's because I'm a Hillisong fanboy. <laughs> um but other than that, that's all we have that's all I have to say about the LEC. So let's talk about the greatest region in the world once again, guys. We're talking about the LCS North America, baby. You yes, know sir. it. A lot has happened this last week. So roster changes happened in the LCS where we talked a little bit about this last week. Um, because it was announced that Eminez would be filling in for Diplex instead. Yep. And, uh, well, uh, um, <laughs> Eminez's first uh, game was very, very questionable, to say yep. the least. He kind of got fucking rolled. Golden Guardians played Kill the New Guy, and they succeeded yeah. seven times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it kind of looked like a, a bat on the rift. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a little bit. I want. I think blind. it feels bad that you take yeah. this player who you designate as being a really good, mechanically impressive player who will outplay and get solo kills, and then you say fuck it, lock him in Victor. Like that Victor? feels really bad. <laughs> like like you're not you're not really gonna do that to, to to somebody that you think is gonna help carry your team, right? It's like expecting like big mechanical outplays out of Sivir, bro. Yeah, you're not you're not really gonna <laughs> get that, bro. You're I'm gonna get sorry. a Q and an auto reset. That's all. Yeah, it, it's a bit it's a bit weird. Um, but his second game was actually really good. MS's second game, his second showing where he got the LeBlanc and he just fucking dismantles the enemy team. Like, that was, was a really, really good showing. And I... It, it brings hope to the C9 team that they didn't go 0-2 this week. That... That is true. Um, but with that being said, C9 was not the only team to have a change in, uh, a change in roster. First of all, Ayla has returned to North America and is now supporting on FlyQuest. And Tomo is now in for spawn on Dignitas. Now, there is a little bit of, uh, arguments online about whether or not Tomo should be in for spawn because at most it does feel like a side grade. It is a inexperienced AD carry player with basically no stage time playing in for an inexperienced AD carry player with basically no stage time. And neither of them look particularly impressive. Like both dominated in Academy, but neither have nobody's really seen them against the best players in North America. Yeah. And I had my doubts about it. I didn't think that this was going to change anything. And if I'm being entirely honest, it really didn't 
Like it didn't actually right. make any changes to the the team, but Dignitas did get a win. They did, they get, did get their, their win yep. finally against evil geniuses of all fucking teams. Like God forbid they 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 have to beat a, a low level team. They have to beat a fucking good team. Yeah, and I think. Hmm. What were you saying? No, you can go ahead. Um, and like Tomo definitely did fine, but I don't know if he did any better or worse than Spawn would have done in the same situation because it that game really just felt like. Santorin was running the map. It didn't feel like a bot diff. It felt like a jungle gap. It felt like Santorin was the better jungler at the moment. It felt like Jensen was playing his best game that we've seen him play all year and potentially all of last year as well, being the primary reason why uh, Dignitas was able to take kills. And I, I would say, I would even go as far as to say as Armut really showed up this game as well. And the top side of Dignitas did really, really well. And perhaps this is that change where maybe in a different world where Spawn is the bot laner, Spawn gets focused out of Oblivion and they lose through bot, but Tomo was stable enough in the bottom side of the map where he didn't just die every single time they got dove, and Dignitas was able to take the lead and run with it, although I will say that they did almost fucking throw the entire game away, and it was only because of Jensen's incredible five-man Azir shuffle that they were able to close the game out at all. God bless Jensen. God no, I, bless I saw, Jensen. I saw, um, I saw a quote from Santorin. said it was hard to remember how to win after <laughs> getting the dub. <laughs> because, like, they said, um, like, the, the meta just did not fit how their team wanted to play at all. Um, with, like, the weak bot side. If you're playing jungle and then you do your three camps and then if you can't get an advantage off rip and the enemy jungler does, it's just, it feels so bad, especially when your, your bot lane's in a losing matchup, mm -hmm. like just immediately, it just, it, it just makes the whole jungle experience so much <laughs> worse. Yeah. Uh. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's very true. I, I still don't know where I'm looking for this dig roster to carry in the future, though, because, like, I think that was a really good game out of our top side on Dignitas, but I don't think that they were, like... I don't know if this is something that they re can recreate against other teams. It it, it really felt like a one-off. We'll see. Uh... Um, That's what happened for Dignitas, and then Ayla returned. He's on FlyQuest. FlyQuest fucking went 2-0. They fucking demolished the teams that they played against. I... Yeah. Not really a lot that can be said there. Like they, they're just fucking built different. They're better. Um, but other than that, LCS this week was pretty boring. I would say in terms of like storylines and stuff, not a lot going on. Um, there was a little bit of drama on Twitter regarding like Vulcan and Ayla having beef, like beefing about like, uh, I I think, I think, Vulcan tweeted something like "Bring Winsome back," and Ayla tweeted something like. Uh, promote smoothie and then they just got into beef and then like it took Vulcan like 72 hours to respond and the entire fucking league community was memeing on this guy for being the ratio king and not being able to get a response out <laughs> and then like EG lost to Dignitas which only put like only fueled the fire more 
where yeah. like bro you can't you gotta shut the fuck up you just lost to 0-9 Dignitas like there's no fucking way you're talking like if you're trying to say it with your chest we can't fucking hear you bro <laughs> <laughs> just made it so much worse yeah um but other than that it's like PL went one and one this week and they lost to 100 Thieves which made me like punch myself in the face because why the fuck are we losing that game guys holy fucking goddamn shit i can't believe we're still fucking losing these games when we have a 5k gold lead how are we throwing still god damn it <laughs> <sighs> but that's all i have to say about lcs <laughs> yeah. uh so with all that being said that is the last topic that we have for team chess so we can move on to our next segment which is all chat where we have nothing smoge we have nothing again damn it I say it every week. <laughs> I say it every single goddamn week. So you know what, Susan, I'm gonna let you say it this week. I don't want it. I don't even want to say it. like maybe maybe they'll listen to you. Maybe the people will listen to you because they're not listening. If to you. you want to do one of multiple things that I'm gonna try and list off off the top of my head, ask us the question. Send us a topic to discuss, a question to discuss. Um, I don't know. A picture of like I don't know your league history or something. Uh, freaking! I just had another one in my head that would have been cool to get sent in. What? Uh, I don't know, like a league topic, like a ba- your base league takes. That's what I want to see in the email. Um, it is hextechheroes at gmail dot com. Is where you can email us. Please, please send us something. Yeah. Anything <laughs> really cool to cover something. Uh but yeah, that's all we have for all chat. So let's move on to our next subject, which is slash FF. And as always, FF does not stand for forfeit here at Hexic Heroes. No, it does not. FF stands for for fun, where we get to talk about some four fun topics that may not be able to be talked about at full length in a team chat segment. So Susan, do you have a do you have a, an FF this week? Um, I would say it was an FF, but I'm gonna say it's a basing, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it. So mm, okay, no, okay, I don't, okay. I don't have one. All right, so I do have an FF because I'm doing match of the week every week, and I'm gonna talk about a League of Legends match that I think is really fun to watch, and you should definitely take a look at. And holy god, crazy! It, it's it's weird. Laughing Mage is picking a T1 game. Oh my god! Wait, I, I thought you were gonna say. A not T1 game. No, I am picking a T1 game. <laughs> it's, it's really hard not to pick T1, man. But the T1 Live Sandbox is, series uh... is... Oh my god, it is so much fun to watch. It is so much fun to watch. Faker locks in Gragas two games in a row. We get to see owners 30 and 4 Lee Sin. We get to see Zeus pick Yasuo into Nar. We get to see bloody, bloody combat from T1, and they're they're showing like this is like they're playing against essentially the second best team in the league, right? A team that's in the running for for number two, and they, it looks it looks like an unranked to challenger speed run for T1. Like <laughs> no, that's what it looks like. They, they're making fun of the enemy team. They're just ha- like Faker didn't lock in Gragas because it was really good. He locked it in because he was fucking bored. Like he doesn't like Jesus it, Christ. It's, it's like bot lane has been cooking the entire first half of the split, picking their stupid like carry has been picking like fucking every eighty carry under the world and trying to make it happen. This game, they're like, fuck it, we let the top side cook. We let the top side cook. 
We're going to pick the Leeson. We're going to pick the Yasuo. We're going to pick the Gragas. They're not going to know where any of these champions are going. Fuck it. Leeson top? No, it's going to be Leeson in the jungle. Want to see Yasuo mid? Fuck it. It's going to be Leeson top. You think Gragas is going to be yes, top or jungle? Sir. Fuck it. He's going mid lane. And it's like, what the fuck is going on in this game? And then, like, <laughs> they have some of them, like, oh my god. Like, owners Leeson, like, there's a reason why he's only ever lost four games on that champion his entire fucking career. There's a reason why he has 31 wins and four losses. He's so... He's the best Lee Sin in the world. I'll say it. He's the best fucking Lee Sin in the entire world right now. You can't you Jesus can't convince Christ. me otherwise. And the way that this man plays that champion makes me envious to the very fucking fibers of my being. I wish I could play Lee Sin at 1% of this man's power because I would be the best Lee Sin in North America. So You got to got to get in the practice tool, bro. I, I 16 hours of practice tool a day. Bro, trust me, I have tried. I have tried <laughs> to do that shit. I practice like my ward hop combos and like the weirdly sin prowlers claw shit. I do the like all, all that shit. Nothing. Nothing. I am I'm an I'm an old fucking man with arthritis in my hands. I can't <laughs> fucking do this shit, bro. Fuck. Uh, I, that... <sighs> I, I don't know. I use practice tool for like new champions. I use it all I the time for just it. random stuff. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. T1 versus LSB. Really, really fucking fun series to watch. Go ahead, give it a watch. It, it's a good one. It's a good one. But that's all I have for my FF, so let's move on to the last segment of the night, which is basing, where we get to talk about our based League of Legends takes. Now, Susan, yes, you said you sir. got one. I'm gonna I'm a shoot it to you. Uh, so, my based take is that I I don't know how to like it doesn't even necessarily have a title, but I'm gonna say I really enjoy the Yumi rework and the speed of things getting like done with the reworks and the patches recently. Because like as a whole, champion is a champion. <laughs> Yumi is a pretty hated champion. Among a lot of people, I'm sure is a very agreed sentiment. Yep. But I think from what I read in the abilities and the way that they're being changed, it makes her more of an interactive champion. And you're like actually doing things in lane, like hopping off and on more to like slap people with autos and whatnot. Hopefully she's still not one-shotting people. Um, that would really fucking suck. But... Yeah, I think it's just interesting that instead of just leaving the character the way that it was, that they actually decided to step up and do something. Um, in in this circumstance, I think it... I like the way that they did it because Yumi... They already put Yumi in the game. So, like... You, you have to do something about it instead of just letting her sit there and rot because you can't just disable the champion. And I, I really like the way that they, they, they did this and they did something um, instead of just leaving her in the state that she was and not like even bothering to touch it or just nerfing Yumi into the ground. Even though I don't... I, I definitely did not see as much Yumi since the initial nerfs, but I'm pretty sure... Like if you if if you pull it off well enough, you could still put Yumi now. 
But yeah, that's that's I don't my base take. Can. I don't think you can play Yumi right now. I think that champion is fucking unplayable. It, it, it you yeah. cannot win on that champion, man. It's it's not possible. Huh. I don't think uh, it's I was possible. just thinking in, in, in terms of a a well executed team, because like no. I I don't think you could just pick that character and. I mean that champion's being, you know. I mean, Yumi was getting picked in LCK and LPL, and she has a zero percent win rate right now because of it. <laughs> like the best players in the entire like... fucking world are trying to play that champion, they can't make it fucking work. Yeah, they couldn't make it work. That sucks. But yeah, I really enjoyed like the speed of stuff being done, and like the fact that they are doing something. It's cool. Yeah, I think that's good. I I I. I tend to agree with all those sentiments that you have. I, I think the the speed at which they're getting the reworks out is really good. I think the Yumi rework timing is also very good. I do think that the rework is going to be really strong. I, I think it's actually yeah. really, like a really good and interesting way to change the champion. I just, I'm a little bit worried about what that might do to pro play. Like I'm always, as always, I'm just worried about what that might look like later. I, I think the, the most likely thing that we might see it warp into is that if you have like a Yone or an Irelia or like uh, a composition that already has a, a decent level of AD with, with the popularity of, of Jace mid and, and just Jace in general and the meta of being super popular and super prevalent, it feels like there can be an angle for an APC in the bot lane. And I think when this Yumi change goes through, we may end up seeing more like Syndra, Cassiopeia bot lanes, Victor bot lanes instead of the, to, uh, the traditional marksmen's, even though they did just get buffed. And you may instead see a change to like maybe marksman junglers or solo lane marksmen and putting those control mages in the in the bot lane more with this with this Yumi change. That was something I've been thinking about recently is that I wanna I wanna play like some solo lane marksmans. That's like the way that the meta's set up, it just don't work. It's just Tristana. You can only play Tristana. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna play Tristana in a counter pick? That's that's the way that you get your your solo lane marksman. I'm still under the impression, I, I don't know, so like, I was spamming Zeri mid when she first came out, and of course that's the most broken, like, version of the champion, and I'm not, I, I doubt because of the, the attack range nerf that they did on her, I don't think it, like, holds up now, but she did really fucking good in mid. I, I'd, like, never lost games on her when I played mid, bro. Like, she, she shit on Vex very hard, like, what was it? Um, Syndra matchups, the Victor matchup wasn't the worst, Ari matchup was playable. It, it made the ma the mage matchups playable in mid because I, I played like a lot of like melee assassin characters. Yeah, I, I, I think stuff like Zeri mid is as viable as like Akshan and stuff like that where it's you're in, in change of instead of having this high utility, high scaling like AP damage dealer, you're getting like a hyper scaling AD instead where you're yeah. not getting the utility, but you're getting the damage, so you need the utility somewhere else, and with like the meta that the jungle is in right now where you are basically only utility, I can definitely see that work. Yeah, and, and like those champions can fend for themselves too, with the way they're designed. Yeah. Definitely interesting, but is that is that uh, all you got for your base take? Yeah, that's my Alrighty. base take. Nice. That I am enjoying something that Ride's doing. Crazy, bro. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. What right. the hell? Uh, now, I also have a base take. My base take this week is going to be my entirely too early, but also completely correct and undisputed all pro for LCS. 
Um, okay. I posted this for fun in our Discord, uh, but I'm going to talk about it here as well. So if you don't know what All-Pro is, your All-Pro team is going to be the best performing player in each designated role. And there are three All-Pro teams. And my first All-Pro team right now, based on halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through the split, is uh, top lane, I would put Fudge. I think Fudge has been the standout top laner for North America so far. He has been super dominant on his carry picks, but he's also been really, really strong on the, the more weak side picks that he has, like the Scion and the Cassante. And has been overall outperforming uh, the expectations for anybody else that he's been uh, playing against. In the jungle, I have inspired. I think when you look at early game junglers who are pushing the tempo of the game, finding a lot of advantages early for his team, and then just performing extraordinarily well in team fights, I think you have to look at inspired at being the number one jungler for that. I think there is a world where you can talk about Blabber and Spica as well. But I think the way that Inspired plays a game and forces his advantages is way more impressive than the way that like Blabber and uh, Spica are doing that as well. So my vote for Jungle for sure goes to Inspired right now. Mid lane, I think, is my most varied pick in the terms of people are going to most likely fight me on this one because it's on a team that isn't necessarily winning at all right now, but is definitely, I think, the standout player for his team in general. So my mid lane pick, and you can call me a fanboy if you want to, is Bjergsen. I think a lot of 100 Thieves wins are coming off of the back of Bjergsen's ability to play team fights and his, like the way that Bjergsen makes space and creates chaos for his team is unlike any other mid laner that we have seen in the LCS. It is very, I would say that Bjergsen is very similar to Faker in the standpoint where although Bjergsen, I would say, gets more resources, the way that he plays out team fights and interrupts what the enemy team is trying to do is akin to the way that Faker likes playing team fights for T1, and it is a very apparent play style um, it, compared to the other mids in, in the LCS. I, I do think that it might be a little bit quiet. Like, it's not something that you see and it's super flashy, but, like, his Talia walls, his, his, his like, his earth, and then, like, on Victor, the stun pads and the lasers, like, he is zoning off entire five-man teams using his abilities, like, spacing them out perfectly. And it is the reason why 100 Thieves is able to get advantages in team fights. Um, so that's my mid lane all-pro. My AD carry all-pro, and I don't think anybody is going to fight us on this point, but, like, Prince is obviously the best ADC in, L in, in, in LCS. <laughs> like, there's no real question about that. I, I don't even think there's a question about him being the best player in LCS right now. Like... He's probably going to win MVP and he's going to be on the first pro alt star, uh, all, all pro team. Like he is the best player in North America right now. And there, there's not really a question about it in my mind. And then finally, uh, my support all pro would be Vulcan. I think Vulcan is the standout support of North America. He has shown his ability to play the Marksman support meta really well. He's shown his ability to play the Enchanter meta. He's shown his ability to play the Engage meta. And he's and he's just shown that he is an integral part of this team and super, super important to the reason why EG is able to close out games and find advantages for his uh, for his squad. Uh, and, and you see it in his laning phase. You see it in, in the mid game. And you see it at going into the into late game team fights as well. He's just overall just the most well-rounded, most uh, well-played uh, support in, in North America in the moment, uh, at the moment, in my opinion. Mm. But yeah, that is my all-pro for uh, LCS. It's a dope list. 
I I I think I think it's pretty solid. I think maybe as we go further on into the into the uh the year, you might see a change here. Maybe maybe you grab Gory from Golden Guardians at some point. Maybe River is in conversation for best jungler. No one is going to say that Licorice looks like the best top laner because I think he's he might actually be the worst top laner in the league. <laughs> um, and then like Six A is definitely good, but who he is not good. And so I, I I don't know. Maybe you see a Golden Guardians player sneak in there. I, I think the I think definitely the role that I I see getting shifted the most is that mid lane pick because Bjergsen was super impressive this first half. So if he can keep up that form. Maybe maybe he continues to to impress me and, and take my all pro first spot for mid lane. But that's all I have for my basing, and that's Ooh. all we have for this episode as well. Yeah. So before we close this out, we're gonna do our shout outs. So yes, sir. Susan, what do, what do you got to shout out? Uh, I don't have anything to shout out this week. Except for Emily. Except for Emily. Always <laughs> Emily. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Micro this week, too. The shout boy, out to Micro the homie. Well. Hopefully sure. he's crushing it at the tourney right now. Yeah, she takes an absolute dubski. Yep. Wins the entirety of the tournament. He's going to come back and be like, guys, I need to quit the podcast. I'm going pro in Warhammer. <laughs> Respectable. Have a nice day. <laughs> nah, the, man, the man's like literally good enough to go pro in Warhammer. He's going to go pro in Hearthstone. Like the man's just going to like go pro in every single game. And we're just going to be sitting here doing podcasts about him. We're going to be the micro. Yeah, about, about micro. Dude, I'm going to make a new Twitter account. It's going to be the church of micro. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Micro, shout out to Emily. Um, I have a shout out to my Twitter that I do basically every single week. So if you want to see me live tweet League of Legends games, you can get me at Laughing Mage Lol. I, I say all like a whole bunch of. You'll see some vile shit when Team Liquid is playing because my God, they need to do better. Um, but other than that, like I am just tweeting about the most insane things going on in in League of Legends as I'm watching these games happen live. I'll be live tweeting the um the G two Mad Lions game tomorrow most likely. So go ahead, hit me up over there. And then also, if you have any of those questions or, or topics or, or things you want us to talk about, you can also hit me up on that Twitter as well, and you'll be featured in our all chat uh segment as we do our next podcast episode. Yes, so. sir. With that being said, that's all we have here at Hextech Heroes. Thank you very much for listening to us this week, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.